Welcome to Go Hard or Go Home. I'm Emma Millen and this is a podcast where we discover how hard we like it. In music terms, of course. I want to know three things, three songs in particular. Your first one is when you first discovered dance music. Your second one is if you have a song that has a memory attached to it. I want to know that memory. And number three is simply the most important question in my opinion is how hard will you go? Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Nath Brown. Now, he has been doing his bits since 12 years old. He has been brushing shoulders with some of the greatest, like Salado, uh, Fisher, Camel Fat, and of course, some Northeast legends, Ben Hemsley and Patrick Toppin. Now, he is known for energy, he's known for vocals, but I want to know how hard he will go. Welcome to the podcast, Nath Brown. Thank you. Um, I know we'll talk about this more on the podcast, but where did that love for music start? I don't know where it comes from. I think it comes from a few different places, to be honest. My uncle actually runs a record shop and he sells records, but it's like Elvis, 60s, rock and roll. <laughs> and I honestly think that's where I get it from. Like His collection of records in the house is just phenomenal. Like It's like as if you went into Carl Cox's house and there's like millions of records mm. all over. So I think that's probably where I get the passion from and where I sort of understand music because it was like brought into us quite at a young age. When I was with me granddad in the car, Elvis CD on all the time. Favourite Elvis song? It's probably between two songs, actually. Okay. I'd say Wise Men Say, Sunland Roots. Sorry, everybody. And the second one, Complete Curveball. It's called Angel. I'm not going to describe it now, but you can go and listen to it. What was it that made you go, dance music? I remember when I was in year three, specifically when I was in year three, because um, I'm a carer for me, dad and my sister, um, so I've cared for them for a young age. And I, I was like sort of looking after the house, basically. And I would just go on trips with the Sunland Carer Centre, so they would take us out for the day. And I remember um, ATV come on the radio, little tiny radio, when I was, I must have been about five or something, if that. And ATV, till I come, come on. And how can you not love that song? Just the riff in that song. I remember going into school on the Monday and I was like, this song's mint. But I didn't find it for years. It took ages to find it. And I think I was probably a teenager by the time I found it. Listening to it, what did it make you feel? Did the goosebumps stand up? Did you just go, no, this is good? Probably, yes. Um, I remember... Even from when I was about 14, I started running my own like nightclub events, but for under 18s. I didn't even have any involvement with music. I just wanted to run events. And then after I started running them, I was like, I want to DJ this. So was that an easy process for you? Probably not. I mean, back in the day when I was like 14, 15, carrying suitcases of CD wallets, <laughs> writing all the names of tracks down what's what, what goes where. And it was just, to be honest, it was a nightmare, even just carrying them about and then mixing on prehistoric decks. <laughs> How prehistoric? <laughs> they would go in the museums. <laughs> How did it feel when I, you did I, it? I remember, because I, I didn't have a clue about a set of decks. I, I, I used to go on virtual DJ when I was at school, mix a couple of tunes <laughs> and think I was a wizard and that I was going to be on to Korean Fails next year. <laughs> Um, didn't happen at all, I'm not going to lie. Maybe, maybe in a couple of years, maybe. I remember turning up with me Dr. Dre headphones on, <laughs> CDs, trying to plug me little 
headphone jack into the decks and obviously you need like a quarter inch jack yeah. and I was like I don't have a jack so, rookie error so, so the resident DJ comes and he saves me life it's like there you go son you can have it so I plug that into the decks and I'm like what do I do now I didn't have a clue um, totally winged it probably didn't sound too good I'm not gonna lie however 14 years on I think I've improved a tiny bit at least Track number two then, what is the track that gives you that memory? Where does it take you back? So the track that I've picked is Missioplex, When the Lights Go Out. very first time and the only time I've ever heard this out in the nightclub that I was in. It was for High's opening party and we were about an hour and a half into Maceo Plex's like hard driven, like sort of melodic-y but really hard driving techno and he played this sort of curveball track when the lights go out and it was one of the maddest moments I've ever experienced in the nightclub. It was just going from like boom, boom, energetic. Everybody felt it and I've never felt it before in a nightclub. It was banging, you know what I mean? It, it was, was just you had to be constant, there. like all night high. When you were there, you you experienced it all. Does that then yeah. reflect into your sets and stuff? That style's really different to the style that I'm playing, but it was a teacher that day. It was, it was, it was just ruthless, like the set was banging. It doesn't have to be relentless all, all the, through the set. He literally curved it. Everyone was like, whoa, what's this? I mean, I, I wish, I know what he's talking about. Just went, he went, whoop, up, 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 whoop. Like the energy was just <laughs> incredible. Because obviously you have where you're like, boom, boom. And you're in the moment, everything's flat for a second. And it picks it back up and then it's just energy, energy, energy. We know what he's talking about, don't we? <laughs> we know what he's talking about. In fact, you know what? I've not, we've not done it yet. You might have realised this lovely little sparkly thing in front of us. Let's just... We live the moment, shall we? Look at that. Wow. Are you going to get them for your decks? I, I was already looking at them, Nadia. I had them on eBay. I was looking on eBay. I was like, I need that for the deck room. But what a song, though. When the vocals comes in, it's just incredible. Is this the bit where you're like, what a uh, bang! Just when the vocal comes in, it's just it's just such a powerful song, I think. Just give it a moment. It was just one of them moments in the club where the club just stands still and just admires what's going on. And you just forget life, you're in the moment. And then it just takes it up. Unbelievable. I'm just picturing it. Being in the moment. For... You being there, that moment, it was it was the one. Yeah. Anything could that, there? That is the best moment I've ever had in my club. And I'll be very surprised if I come close to that. Very surprised. How many tequila shots did you have? I was in Ibiza and I didn't have any drink, anything. I was fully sober. Living. Living in the moment. I was just so inspired by DJs where I was just going to go sober and just understand it because I was 
I was probably, well, I would have been 18 at the time, or 19, sorry. So obviously 26 now, that's a huge amount of time. And I was just learning from the best. I was going to nightclubs, even by myself sometimes. Adam Beers playing a digital, right, I'm going to go. Don't care who with, I am going to go for the music. Say what they're doing and learn. And what was the moment like where you were like, right, I've got to give this a go now? I'd finished university, I'd get my master's degree in events management. And I was like, this is the time. Like, I was playing for some of the biggest stages in the world for like brands like Kaluki, Solid Grooves, Michael Bibby's. I was like, I'm wasting away working here. Mm. I need to take it to the next step. What do I need to do to take it to the next step? My production was getting there. And I was like, I'm going to have to stop working. Producing music is my number one priority from now. And I'm at a really, really good point in my life. Don't take this the wrong way, but how hard do you like it? It depends what kind of mood I'm in. <laughs> Always get the best answers. In my sets, I, I won't normally go as hard, depending on the headliner. So it, I was playing a mode party. It was at Rayton Meadows. 2,000 people or something in the in the festival and in the afters. I knew I was playing the afters. Didn't know who was going to be playing before us. So I was in the festival. I was stood in the middle of the dance floor. Patrick Topman goes, me and Ben Helms, are you going to do a back-to-back set over there in the in the warehouse and I was like I'm doing a back to back after Patrick Topman and Ben Helmsy and they can go mental they can go absolutely berserk <laughs> absolutely off the off the little wallops right and to be fair they didn't go as mad as what I thought because I was thinking if these play McKenna I've got absolutely <laughs> nothing that's going to top that because I'm not going to lie I was absolutely nervous because Patrick Topman would be hero I'd even said to him I was like Patrick it's a huge honour for me to be closing after you here, yeah. And I, I was shaking like that. At least I didn't mug you off and, you know, actually go ballistic and you're like, shit. If they went on a tangent, I wouldn't have even plugged my hard drive in. There would be no point of me going onto, that, onto them set of decks. Absolutely no chance. The hardest track that I would play in one of my sets is Gary Beck, Glasgow Choir. Seeing you and McVicker play at a warehouse project, and I was like, I need to know what that song is right this second. <laughs> are you not one of them people that are in the air, uh, in the club with Spotify? No, no, no. You know, Spotify or no, um, um, was it Shazam? Shazam. <laughs> I was like, I need to know what this song is because it's just like boom, 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 boom. And then the the voices come in, and then it just goes, and then back to it. It's, it's mental. <laughs> like, it's such a relentless song, it's just crazy. How does it feel when you pick a song and be like, this, you know what, this is, mm, uh, yeah, and then we play it? I, I played the song once in my life and I didn't realise how crazy it sounded on a sound system. I played it and I was like, this is heavy, this. The choir is just incredible. Let's, let's do it. Let's give it. You're off your box, right? It's just something... You have to listen to it in a, a horrible, sweaty warehouse, basically. What's wrong with listening to it on a lovely speaker <laughs> in this studio? There's nothing wrong with it. Exactly. I've not have any of the sort. Wow. So that is your go hard, go home track. Yeah. You know what? Last last time I sent Nathan home because it wasn't hard enough. It was. To be fair, I got the tissues out. It was a bit. 
that, because it's a bit mental, because it's a bit of whoop, whoop, oh, you're in. You're in. You can stay. Smash it. Smash it. See you later, Nath. I'm taking over.